Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Friday, May 10th, 2019. We are expecting thunderstorms today, tomorrow, maybe even into Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I know as our kids get older, I I still feel like a mom, but not the same way because, you know, they don't want to make you breakfast in bed because they don't live at home anymore. So things are a little different, but we'll see how all that pans out on Sunday. But today, I had a question. It was one question, and I did not realize that I had so many answers for this one question. It kind of threw me off because I don't think of myself as this person. And I don't know what you guys think of you guys knowing what you know now, but what does it mean to be spiritual? And people ask me that because they say, oh, well, you're spiritual. But being spiritual normally means that, you know, we don't go to church, we are very soft, we want to agree with everybody, we don't want to argue. It's like got all these things painted into it, just like everything else that goes on in life. But then I thought, I'm very careful not to call myself spiritual. And I didn't know why. And the crazier part was I didn't want to be clumped in to sounding like, you know, walking around in a robe all day or that I'm meditating all the time or that I I meditate and I don't, you know, I know like different things about crystals and I know things about, um, ah, what was that? Not just the crystals. There's more. Oh, like if I know Reiki and I know all these, because there's all these things that come in the spiritual market. And I found a lot of fancy answers, you know, things that say, you know, you are love and you are forgiven. And and yeah, but we say it without actually knowing how to tell the person to get there. We kind of leave them on their own. Well, you know, I meditate for 10 minutes a day, or I I know people who have even told me, I read the Bible at 4 o'clock every morning when I, you know, get up before I go to work. And everyone has a way of tapping in. So I asked Christ about spiritual, because now that's even become in a weird way, not a religion, but a way of life that has its own thresholds and everyone wants to know how evolved everyone is. We get that I don't have an ego um, and we get all these things that are so far away from reality when it comes to the reality of our emotion. And we try to manipulate our answers so we're not wrong. So we're carrying all the stuff we had from the other areas, and we just adopted it here. There's still people who know more 
other people are masters, some people are gurus, there's like different kinds of, of leaders, and, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I don't want people to follow a leader, I want you to be your leader, because you're the one who lives with yourself every day. You're the one who wants a quality of life that makes you happy. And our mind does want to give us fancy answers because we want to feel like we're shiny and new. And even if that carries us for a day, it may work. But I have to say, this is something that you don't rush because what, what Christ said just made so much sense. And I know that it's in Origins of Truth. And, you know, I, I read Origins of Truth so many times. And that book, he takes me back to it in one sentence and said, that's an Origins of Truth. And I thought, okay, what did he say about spiritual again, even though I read the book so many times? And I realized that all he said was, everybody is a spirit. Everybody is a spirit. We are all a spirit. And then I thought about, I know this is the weirdest one to think about, but I thought about liquor. And I thought about how when, um, before the prohibition for all that time, they used to call liquor spirit. Not spirit, like one spirit because we would not act like ourselves. And I remember Christ explaining that to me about why that happened. Well, when you drink, you are no longer in command of your conscious mind. Your conscious mind is what stops all the thoughts that you normally could stop from reaching the surface because you'd say, oh, no, I don't think a good idea would be to scream my head off at my kids or to hit my kids, or to hit my wife, or, or to hit myself, or to create more havoc for myself. So I'm not going to, you know, start screaming at people, or I'm not going to just leave my job at 2 in the afternoon, or whatever. But it takes away your, your, like, filter, right? So what happens when that happens to us? Why did they call it spirits, and what did they know then? Well, they knew that people weren't who they were and a lot of times could not remember the extent of what they've done. Most of them were able to remember, but not to the extent, maybe not the details. So they would think that the person was taken over. Well, they were. Because what happens when our conscious mind doesn't work? All the debris of emotion Remember when I told you how energy travels and sometimes you have a crazy thought and you think, what the heck made me think that? And, and Christ told me, look at the car next to you and look at the people around you. You're picking them up. That's why you just thought that thought that you knew wasn't yours. Because I was like, where did that random thought come from in my mind? Well, those random thoughts are what get absorbed by the people whose conscious is bound. And that's why they called it spirit. Even though they may not have known the whole reason why they called it that, they called it that. Once we change the word spirit to alcohol, 
the emotions got taken out of it. That was just alcohol. It's a substance. And now we call substance, substance abuse. And now what we've done is we have criminalized people for substance abuse. We give them tickets. We, I mean, they go through the whole system. I know, I know families who are going through it right now. You know, a mother who's in jail for drinking. Not because of the drinking, because of what she does when she is drinking. Because she can't stop when her conscience mind is gone. So that's why they call it spirit. But we are all one spirit. We don't have dual spirits in our body. When our conscious mind is gone, we invite, just like we invite ego in, we invite all that stuff in because now it's a different kind of attractive to us. But for all intents and purposes, you are a spirit. And I'm not cutting up spiritual at all. What I am saying, though, is when I delved into that community, I got really uncomfortable because I didn't want to be a master, a guru. A, I, I didn't know how to live with a title like that. And then have people only follow me, and then a bunch of people follow someone else, and a bunch of people follow someone else. I, I encourage people to step out and see what's going on in the world and, and just be yourself. And I I was saying to Christ this morning after that question, because it's one question that I knew was going to take me the show to answer. But I'm like, well, well, then what are we? He said, everyone will eventually be themselves. And why was that important? Because when you Believe in yourself first before you choose what you're going to believe in. Your gifts can come out. They can arise. They're not held back because you're following the one gifted person. They come alive. You're not doing it for anyone else. We are already evolving into that. If you look around, you will see so many people reclaiming their lives. Because now in business, they call the spiritual group a spiritual market. Now they're marketing to them. They figured there's enough people. And what I love about that is that means that we are starting to ask ourselves questions. I started when Christ started with me. And he told me, your job is to bridge people's souls back to them. And I realized that's all I want to do. I can't even help it. I want everyone to reclaim their own soul because 
your individual soul is your most powerful asset. It's why you are here. What it contains is every single morsel, yummy morsel, of everything you have done in your entire existence. So when you connect to your soul, even though you are veiled from a lot of what has happened, only because you don't need to know it here. We all want to know what we don't know, which is great, because it forces us to ask questions. But even though it is veiled, you still have the energy of all that you are. And I see Francis wrote in the chat, there was a time when being spiritual meant not being materialistic. Yes, that's true, actually. I I even forgot about that because that has been a little bit further away. And I think, you know, my son actually helped me clear that up that day. He was watching the news, and he said that, Mom, being materialistic isn't wanting nice things. Everybody wants nice things. Who would say, I don't want to have nice things. He said, but being materialistic is wanting those things over people. Because when we put ourselves behind, nobody's safe. I see Liam wrote chakras, etc. about what spiritual means. That's also, I forgot about the chakras. Yeah, I, I've gone through that. I, I tried to learn them and remember them. But I realize that there isn't anything outside of us that we can fully learn without digging inside of us first. And then I thought that was why I did the show every day. Because Christ talks to me every day. And if he didn't show up every day, I don't think I could have learned the same way. Because let's say Christ showed up like a time clock once a week. You know how much happens in a week? By the time I saw him again, it would be like a year of experiences or thoughts or things you did. But it was just like every day, boom, and I would just beg for a break. I didn't get one because a break would fill me back in my old habits and then I'd have to come back and start from zero again. So I know in my heart that us facing ourselves every day becomes something that's worth doing, something that you enjoy, and it replaces the tapes. You know how many tapes we have in our head? Well, I never do that. Well, I never win anything. Well, I never find the right person. Well, I never had a relationship. Well, I never got a good job. Well, I never, and and you go on and on and on. And the only way to shut that down is to shut it down. And in the beginning, it does take every day because we 
are used to it. It's a habit. It's not the things that we were saying to ourselves alone. It was the habit of saying them that had to be broken. So I just learned, and I hope that it's what got conveyed to all of you, is your own resources, who you are. There was, there was a listener, I can't remember now, it's been now five years, over five years on the show, so let's say halfway through. Someone who was a friend on Facebook and was following, I think we had the radio page, or maybe it was on my page, but wrote in the um, comments under the show, well, if you guys want to drink the Kool-Aid, but I'm out of here. And I'm like, drink the Kool-Aid? What Kool-Aid is everyone drinking? What Kool-Aid did I drink? And unfriended me and tried to take a crew with her or whatever. And I'm like, what crew? What are you taking with you? Like, what am I asking for back was the bigger question. But that person made it look like I was trying to create some kind of spiritual group or cult or something and wasn't having it. And I thought to myself, wow, do we see what we want to see? Holy cow. Because I knew in my heart that's not where I was going. I didn't even have an infrastructure to house a cult or, um, I don't know, a bigger group than just talking every day. So I loved that person and thanked that person so many times in my heart, not because I'm a softy, but because she challenged and and forced me to define myself in my own heart, in my own mind. She gifted me so much that she has no idea her role in me saying, well, what do I want? And why do I want it? But she did for me what I want to do for you. And that is to give you the question. The only thing that I do in my life and I don't know what to do with what you get back from it other than to see your success, is that she made me answer the question, why am I doing this? Why do I get up every day and do the show? And the answer was simple. I love us. I love people. That's it. I love people. I know that every day we face stuff that in a year could possibly be pretty comical, but at the time isn't at all. And that we need each other. 
I know in my heart. I know in my heart of hearts that God talks to us through each other. We may visit a friend and we may say something like, what made you say that? And the other person's like, I don't know. You're like, oh, thank you for saying that. Beth, I needed to hear that today. It's just your friend that you see every day or your child. Or you might turn on the TV and they're talking about it. Or you turn on the radio in the car and they're talking about it. Or you walk into work and someone else is talking about it, not even to you, and you're like, yay! We need each other. That's it. There's, there isn't more to gain. So I know that if one of my jobs here was to see Christ and to affect the spirit of another soul, that their job is something else, and my job is just to be that voice that, oh, wow, I needed to hear that today. That's it. And then Christ says to me, well, the truth is so simple that it's overlooked. We overlook the truth because the truth doesn't come with the drama. And when we call ourselves spiritual, we're facing a huge drama all the time. Like fear of losing our feelings, our spirituality. Always being up to the test. Well, that's not very spiritual to do. Well, I need to meditate. I need to do this. I need to do that. If we could redefine that somehow, into asking ourselves questions. Asking ourselves questions. Do I seek social approval? Where does my happiness come from? These are questions that they put in the Huffington Post. What do I seek in my prayers? And what I realized from there's a whole list of questions. Do I listen to my soul attentively? What is my deepest intention? What does love mean to me? Have I forgiven myself and others unconditionally? And I'm going to do a show on unconditional love and conditional love because if there's unconditional, then there's also conditional. On Monday, have I accepted my body as it is? Am I connected to Mother Nature around me? And we put all this pressure that we have to be all these things. How much power do daily circumstances have over me? How often do I lose my temper? And we feel like we have to be perfect under the spiritual umbrella. No, we're not perfect. We're people. And we're going to have questions. And if we get really, really mad about something, does it mean we're not spiritual? Does it mean we don't understand ourselves and we blew it in one circumstance? How hard is it for me to unblock love? Do I cry and laugh easily? Well, you know, can you predict laughing? 
So when I hear these questions, again, Christ chimes in that we are first going to tell those who know, then those who don't, then those who don't want to. And I say we because I I consider Christ is always my partner because he's so much smarter than I am, right? But I get it. Because those who know were the first to show up. They were already looking before I even got here. And when they heard it, they're like just being reminded. Like, oh, yeah, that's what I used to think. And now we're getting to those who don't know. And those who don't know are at these questions that I just said today, right now. And I'm meeting them. And I love meeting them. It's like I get to tell them all the beginning stuff of the story of seeing Christ and realizing Christ is not a religion and realizing the barriers that we have put between us and God. And I get to see faces just light up with hope. And then they will tell those who don't want to know. That's not my job. And I know that. Every time I get someone who doesn't want to know, like, oh, you saw Christ. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, what does he tell? What does he have to say to me right now? I'm like, I don't know. What do you want him to say to you? But the fact that I can even say that and not try to do it, it's huge. Because I used to be like, yeah, well, I saw Christ. He just talked to me right now. But the best one was when I first saw Christ and he told me that my job was to bridge people's souls back to them. Before I even knew what I was doing, I say to Christ, I go, well, you know, put me on Oprah. You'll get all your people in one hour. But that's not what this was about. This was about the journey of learning what I'm talking about, why I'm talking about it, what do people receive from it, What do I want back from it? And why is this information even here right now? Well, it's here right now because we need it. We've grown a lot. And if you think of all of us five years ago or more now, and you think of us today, look at how differently We've all dealt with situations in our lives. By now, we have taken out the stuff that used to really bother us or hurt us. And the toolbox that we have in dealing with those things just has better tools in it. And that level of better tools helps us navigate with anything in the future, which lessens anxiety Because we know that whatever shows up, we can handle better. We can handle it better. That's it. There's so many that's it in this conversation. It's like dialing the right number. 
If you have a phone number, and it happened to me this morning when I was calling into the radio station, it's like 844, and it has the host call-in number, just like there's a guest call-in number. And I happened to dial quickly 800, and it gave me different instructions. And I'm listening. I'm like, hey, that's not the voice I hear every morning. And I looked, and it was 800, not 844. And, And then Christ, of course, chimes in and says, well, you need to dial the right number. But I understood that as answering the question of what does it mean to be spiritual. We all have a right number. And if that number works for you, use it. Don't say it's not the number that so-and-so uses. The most important part of today's conversation is recognizing that you have created a path that works for you and to look at where you're strongest in that path and grow from there. That's where our uniqueness shows up. That's where our gifts show up. Instead of saying, well, this doesn't go along with what so-and-so believes or this doesn't, you know in your heart when things are working. Trust your instincts. So to answer what does it mean to be spiritual, I'm not sure. But what does it mean to follow your spirit, to be yourself? That we can be sure about. That's just to follow your heart. And you know what's in there. No one knows what's in there as good as you do. You guys have a great weekend. I will see you Monday. I love you guys so very much. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.